Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Amobio Kugo, founder of A Frugal Athlete. So check this out. We came out with an all-new, extensive, brand-new course. Our course, Rookie Mistakes, is a course that helps young athletes, or any individual for that matter, avoid the common mistakes when starting your career. I provide real-life examples, lessons, insights, all that and more to teach you how to identify the rookie mistakes before you make them. With that being said, it's all about giving yourself a head start instead of trying to play catch up. So get your rookie mistakes course now. If Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the last episode of a Frugal Athlete Podcast. The year is 2021. Um, if you're new, and just catching up on the year, uh, I am Amobi Okugo, founder uh, of A Frugal Athlete. It's an online financial media platform that promotes prudent financial practices and smart career decisions amongst professional athletes and student athletes. Essentially, we wanna help athletes make, manage, and multiply their money through financial education and athlete empowerment. This is our podcast. We've been going strong since 2018. I uh, had a little hiccups in the beginning, but since I can confidently say since 2020 we've been consistent this year was our best year yet so shout out to all of you guys that have been following supporting and continually listening we've had countless of guests that i've been able to learn from uh we've had you know different iterations of how we've done things you know we have our long-standing podcast the frugal athlete we've done money talks we've done bank shots we've done frugal fundamentals we've done athlete entrepreneur series um but the most important thing is that we've been consistent. And um, that's kind of how I've seen the growth thus far in terms of trying to take this podcast to the next level. And so we're always trying to figure out different ways, different concepts, uh, different things that hopefully can, you know, give you guys more value and, um, you know, hopefully grow our channel. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So we wanted to close this year. Um, at the time of this recording, it's December 19th, but you guys will see this probably on December 21st uh, will be the last podcast of the year. Hopefully you guys enjoy the holiday, stay safe, obviously with uh, the pandemic not only affecting our health, uh, but as you guys know, sports business as we know it, um, this is important to stay safe. But yeah, this is going to be the last podcast. So I wanted this podcast to kind of be a summary of some of the biggest lessons that I've learned from our podcast guests over the course of 2021 this year. So for quick stats, I wanna let you guys know, this year was amazing. Uh, I wanna thank my team, uh, Adrian, Brandon, Taylor, Kevin, uh, Alvin, you know, so many others that have helped, Chrisica, uh, so many others that have helped, Cameron, um, the, the list goes on, Will especially, Will, Thank you so much. He's our podcast editor, uh, head of podcast production. I gave him that title. He doesn't even know it yet, but uh, he's helped us tremendously. Everyone has helped us to grow this platform. You know, as I mentioned before, we weren't consistent. For any athlete or any person that's starting a podcast or starting anything, consistency is the name of the game. So I just wanted to take a time to, to thank them for their help and assistance as, you know, we've grown this channel Um tenfold you know this channel's you know hit some record numbers so with that being said we did 50 plus podcasts this year over 20,000 downloads um some other numbers average average watch time or sorry average listening time went up average uh downloads went up so 
Um, it's, it's a true blessing um, to be able to come here and say that. And uh, I just wanted to take this time to, you know, share that before we get into the, the, the summaries and like the key lessons. So with that being said, let's get right into it. Uh, I'm going to list out like, I'm going to list out the guests that I had and like some of the best lessons from that guest, um, or I'll list out the lessons, the best lessons, and then I'll say which guest that it came from. So if you guys wanted to come back or go back and listen to those episodes, you can just search and uh, go from there. So yeah, I'm going to keep it nice and short, less than 20 of the top lessons that I learned over the course of the podcast uh, that we did this year. And then if you guys have any questions or you know concerns or add-ons make sure you don't hesitate to reach out on our social platform on our channel and then we'll kind of go from there so i want to talk about this these first lesson this was from my boy jonathan perrin if you guys aren't familiar with him former professional baseball player now financial advisor someone that's a family of a frugal athlete we consider him team frugal team frugal uh he writes um, blogs for our platform, and I was able to get him on the podcast earlier this year. So he talked about the three buckets of money. And I thought it was really interesting because people think about money differently. Uh, but when you think about the buckets of money, you have your today bucket, you have your tomorrow bucket, and then you have your forever bucket. And the way uh, Jonathan explains it is that you need to allocate your money into each bucket, and it will help affect your money decisions. A lot of times people are just so fo focused on their today bucket, whereas you need to have your tomorrow bucket, which might be an emergency fund. And then your forever bucket is a legacy fund. What are you building like investments, uh, estate planning, real estate? What does it all look like in the buckets of money and how you go about your day to day? He also talked about uh, levels to advising. So depending on the level you're on, there's certain type of advisors that may or may not work for you. Am I just starting out? Do I really need a financial advisor or do I need a financial coach? Have I come into a, a big sum of money? Do I need a wealth manager? Do I need a tax accountant? There's different levels of advising that we all need. Um, that's really important. And I thought it was important to talk about that as kind of starting off some of the lessons that I learned uh, this year when it came to um, you know, money management in the podcast. One of the other lessons that I learned uh, was time over money. Obviously, this is, um, I, I don't want to say this is a generic lesson, but I, I can't stress enough how important time is as it relates to money. You know, compound interest, as an athlete, you're making your money during a finite time period in your life, usually from 20 to 30, um, depending 20 to 25, 20 to 35, depending on how long you play. Um, so the earlier you, the earlier you start, the better you are for it. And then this was said by Kelly Oubre Sr., uh, the father of Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, NBA basketball player. Um, but Kelly Oubre uh, Sr. is, you know, a life coach, obviously the father of his son. And, um, you know, just the all right, he's a consultant for, you know, parents of, you know, talents that are uh, potentially going to go professional. So he had a lot of good things to say. One of the biggest things he said was time over money. Um, but another point that he said was clarifiers versus justifiers. So in your life, you're going to have clarifiers and you're going to have justifiers. So basically it's the difference between having someone that's going to challenge you and then someone that's going to be just like a yes man or a yes woman and going to say and do whatever you think is best. You need to have clarifiers in your life in order to really take it to that next level. 
And I really appreciate Kelly Oubre Sr. talking about that because, you know, being this, the father of a, a son that's highly talented, um, that can go, that will, you know, that's playing professional, it's easy to find uh, justifiers in your life, but you need to find clarifiers that are going to help you um, clarify some of the decisions you're making and give you an overall uh, view of the, the circumstances that you're in. Uh, for the next lessons, I want to point out my guy, uh, Devon Kennard. Uh, so Devon Kennard is someone that, you know, I've gotten the chance to know over the past couple of years. We're kind of in the same space. He plays football for the Arizona Cardinals. I play soccer, obviously, but uh, finally had a chance to get him on the podcast. Uh, someone that's doing it right. When I consider what I like to explain as a frugal athlete, Devon Kennard is, you know, someone that always comes top of mind as this is someone that you should model uh, your off the field and on the field behavior after. Uh, he's killing it in the real estate game, but some of the lessons that he talked about that I, I think I wanna share, or I know I wanna share were, when it comes to brand deals and business opportunities, you have to shoot your shot. So a lot of times people will shoot their shot in Instagram or Twitter to like make connections and you know do whatever. But from a business standpoint, don't be afraid to shoot your shot on uh, on social ask for what you want do what you need to do to you know hopefully open up doors you know he recently did a deal with lincoln and it's you know simply because he was able to shoot his shot build relationships uh, and that would have never happened if he didn't go out of his way you know to get the job done cash flow uh obviously him being in the real estate game he talks big on cash flow and how it's uh how it's vital um, to build passive income. If, you, if you're doing a business, you need to understand cash flow. And that is funny because I've heard from other people as well how important cash flow is. I remember one person telling me cash flow is more important than your mother. And obviously it's not more important than your mother, but he wanted to emphasize how important cash flow is when it comes to doing a business or getting into business, uh, the entrepreneurship space as an athlete. Um, Set, uh, the, another lesson I want to talk about, uh, David Thomas. So David Thomas is someone I had to meet, uh, uh, sorry, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, during a panel discussion. We happened to be on the, like, the same panel and we immediately hit it off and, you know, developed a friendship after that. Uh, decided to get him on the podcast um, because of his uh, expertise in insurance and, you know, some of the things that he's done in the hockey sports business space. Obviously, I'm saying all these names so that you guys can go back and listen to the episodes if you guys would like. We don't have our we don't have our podcast uh, episodes as numbers, so you got to look up the names and then go from there. But back to David Thomas. David Thomas talked about insurance and the four risk buckets to insurance or the ways to handle insurance, and I thought it was really well put and how he how he explained it because a lot of times insurance can get complex if you let it. But the way he explained it was uh, really good. And it was a lesson that I want to take away for you guys to take and uh, hopefully apply and learn from. So there's four ways to, you know, handle insurance. You could transfer insurance, you can reduce insurance, you can avoid insurance, and then you can self-insure. So when it comes to insurance, obviously you got to protect yourself at all times, but these are the four ways to handle it. And David does a great job of explaining how to go about it when it comes to insurance. 
because no one really needs insurance until you really need insurance. And I, I really thought it was good for him to come on the show and explain insurance from his expertise, expert, expert point of view, someone that's been in the space as a, as a manager, as a business uh, executive, and now in the insurance space. And uh, it was really cool to hear his perspective on the four different ways you handle insurance. Uh, so Ibrahim, uh, he talked about uh, his, his, his point was in, interesting. So Ibrahim, uh, he's someone that is a former um, basketball player, ended up, ended up going uh, professionally overseas for a short time and then got into the sports, uh, how can I say it, sports uh, commercial development space. So building up sports facilities, doing different things like that. And it wasn't a lesson per se that he left me with that I really wanna share. It was a quote. He said, how do you minimize your regrets today for your future tomorrow? And I really thought it was important when it comes to decision-making around money. A lot of times we do short-term decision-making and that affect our long-term experiences. So how do you minimize your regrets today for your future tomorrow? And I really wanted to leave you guys with that. Uh, Ibrahim, shout out to Ibrahim. I uh, thought it was a great podcast about his transition from you know, collegiate sports to professional, professionally overseas to the sports commercial development space. Um, and he's doing some amazing things now. So uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, another, I don't wanna say this is a lesson because I personally wouldn't recommend it, um, but this was a talking point that I got from Dan Kennedy uh, someone that it was a former goalkeeper in MLS for 10 plus years, um, now doing a lot of amazing things in real estate. Um, we had a discussion about 401k uh, on that podcast, and he made a claim that athletes shouldn't max out their 401ks. And I'll give you his reasoning why. So athletes, because you can only play for so long, your career is finite. At, at best, at best, you're going to be playing until you're 35, 38 as a professional soccer player. His reasoning for not maxing out your 401k is because you need the cash for those years between 35 and 65. And I think it's really important to understand that 35 to 65 is a large uh, gap between when you can touch your 401k. Obviously, um, obviously, disclaimer consult with your financial advisor, financial team before you take any of the advice um, in any of our podcasts. But yeah, you can cash out your 401k early and pay a penalty if, if you're really tight on money. But Dan Kennedy's thinking was, or his claim is that you shouldn't max out your 401k because you can use the cash to make investments now that will give you cash flow for those pivotal years between 35 and 65. He does a great job of explaining it in the podcast. I highly re recommend you guys listening. And it got me thinking that is, if you're smart about it, that is, um, that, that, that's a good, that's a good strategy. I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say no. I personally don't do that or wouldn't because I'm thinking longer term. And I know that my cash flow now with things that I've done and things that I've um, built will help and suffice up until I'm 65. I want that to grow on its own without worrying and if I can max it out better. Um, but I really thought it was a cool discussion for him to bring up and um, I really I really enjoyed his viewpoint. Another thing that he brought up that is really important 
and it talks about how proactive athletes have to be when they're done playing is that you never get a call. No one is going to call you when you're done playing saying, I got a job for you. Oh, I know you retired. I know the transition is going to be tough. Come with me. And I, I, I got you. You never get that call. Only very few players get that call. So how are you going to be proactive to make sure that you're ready for when that time is up? And I thought Dan Kennedy put it eloquently. Uh, and if you know his career, if you know his story, he's someone that was proactive about it while he was playing, which helped him seamlessly transition after he was done. Uh, so this is my guy. Uh, at the end of the day, I think these, this is, this is probably one of my favorite podcasts. And this is uh, by Andrew Flullen, uh, former NFL player, um, founder of BTG Network. It's an a athlete fund for athletes to take advantage of their, their platform to get into deals and help uh, venture capital companies um, and companies as well. He talked about, at the end of the day, money is about control and leverage. So how, how you manage your money gives you the better opportunity to control and leverage opportunities that come your way. So as athletes, you know, the best ones are able to control and leverage their situation, whether that's with their play, whether that's with their money and going from there. Um, yeah, so Andre talks about, uh, how do I explain it? He talks about money is the gathering of thought, ideas and creation. And if, you, if you're watching this uh, on YouTube, I'm looking down at my phone because I wrote all my notes on uh, my phone for like the top lessons and uh, guests that I had. So um, if I'm not making eye contact, that's why it's on my phone. If you audio, don't mind me. Uh, so he talks about how money is the gathering of thought, ideas, and creation. And the best entrepreneurs, the best businesses, the best athletes are able to gather their thought, ideas, and creation and form it into uh, wealth generation. And when it comes to the market, there's market makers and market movers. Um, so are you someone that's going to move the agenda along? Are you going to be making the, the next wave of innovation and iteration? What does that look like? And then when it comes to, you know, spending money or doing deals, ask yourself these two questions. Are you doing this to be seen or are you doing this to see? And you know why, and, and, I, and I say these lessons and quotes that I, you know, grabbed from his episode, and you know why it's one of my top episodes that I, I, I did this year. One of the ones that I was able to take away the most information from because of the quotes and the lessons that he, like the gems that he shared. Are you doing this to be seen? Or are you doing this to see? That question alone can help you in your money management decisions. So next time you're at the store or next time you're about to buy something, what am I really doing this for? Am I doing it to be seen? Is it going to help me? Or am I doing it to open my eyes and see? And I think Andre did a great job. Make sure you guys check that episode out. Um, someone that's, you know, is doing a lot of cool things in the entrepreneurship and venture capital space. Uh, for my next lesson, uh, this is uh, someone that I consider a dear friend, someone that's done a lot of great things in the esports space, helping athletes navigate esports. Rebecca Longaway, and she talks about how athletes need to have an owl syndrome. And if you think of owl, you know, you talk about the who, who, who system. <laughs> uh, 
So athletes need to have a who, who, who system and basically take advantage of your network. Who do you know? If you're doing something, who can help you? Who, who, who? Who's going to help you get to the next level? Obviously, you need to be intentional about it, but she says every athlete needs to have an owl syndrome. And you got to be able to know who's going to help you, who's going to help you get there, who's going to assist you, who's in your corner, who, who, who. And um, that's one of the biggest lessons I learned because every athlete has a network that they haven't tapped into yet. The athletes that tap into their networks are the ones that end up being more successful when they're done playing. Um, so I really thought that was really cool. Uh, this is from my homegirl, Kirby Porter. Uh, she got next up. So any, any project that she got, make sure you guys tap in. She's doing a lot of great things with her platform and some of the things that she's doing in the sports business and VC space. I was able to get her on the podcast. Wasn't able to do it a video uh, version, but we were able to get her on the podcast and she just gave some gems about how athletes need to navigate their business like their sports. And she gave us a five part like template on what that looks like. Uh, so I'll give you guys this real quick. Make sure you guys follow her because she has this in uh, playbook format. Like she's building out a book for it or a course. I'm not familiar, but make sure you guys follow her. Uh, if you guys listen to our podcast, uh, you'll definitely find out. So you got to scout your game. So what does that look like? You scout your opponents, scout your, scout your deals, scout your relationships, scout, scout, scout. Know what's good, know what's bad. Um, weaknesses, strengths, SWOT analysis, all that. Then you got to practice. You got to practice, practice, practice. So what does that look like from a money management perspective? You got to, you got to do the work. The more you do the work, the better, the, the easier it is to, you know, make the game time decisions and leading to the next point game. Now is you got to execute. You've done the scouting, you've done the practice. Now you got to execute. And within that, you have to have your team who is going to help you get there your team of advisors, your team of experts, your team of, uh, as I said earlier, your clarifiers, who's on your team um, to help you achieve the wins that you need to win. And then lastly, you gotta be captain. You're the captain of your life. You're the captain of your fortune. You're the captain of your ship. You're the captain. And how are you gonna make the final execute, uh, executive decisions to make sure that your team, your decision, you're building the win winning formula for your playbook. So uh, I was able to learn all of that from Kirby's perspective on her uh, on her podcast, um, or sorry, on our podcast where we had her come on. And I thought it was really, uh, really important. A um, couple more, not too many lessons left, um, but I want to talk about discipline equals freedom. This was from my boy, Jacob Turner. Uh, former professional baseball player turned financial advisor as well. Um, when you think about discipline, so many people are think of it from the standpoint of like, uh, I'm hamstrung, I can't do anything. But when you're disciplined, you're actually free to do things down the road or later um, because you were able to, you know, say no, you know, not fall into FOMO, not fall into living like the Joneses, not fall into, uh, you know, following trends because you're disciplined in your approach to what you want down the road, which will ultimately give you freedom. If I know I have to grind for a year to make sure I have a lifetime of freedom, or if I know I have to make maximize my athletic career, my professional career, so that I can easily transition for the rest of my life when I'm not an athlete, then 
let me be disciplined. Discipline equals freedom. And a lot of times people think of discipline as like handcuffs to your freedom. But in reality, discipline is the gateway to your freedom. And I really like how Jacob explained it in his podcast. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, money comes down to earning more versus managing better. This was probably uh, from, so backstory, this was uh, Nick Loper said this. And if you guys know me, know I'm a big fan of Nick Loper. He's the creator and founder of uh, Side Hustle Income uh, podcast a weekly podcast that highlights, you know, people and their side hustles. Uh, one of the few podcasts I listen to like on a weekly basis. Um, so I was able to get him on the podcast and he talked about money comes down to whether you need to earn more or you need to manage better. And I thought that was a great, uh, I mean, he just put everything into context, you know, as athletes, we earn quite a bit, you know, during our perfect professional careers in most cases you know some athletes um some sports don't pay as much um so it's it's, it's a constant battle of earning more versus managing better because now that you've earned more how are you going to manage it better to ultimately continue to build if you aren't earning enough how are you going to you know brand yourself how are you going to maximize your athletic career professional network to earn more and then ultimately get to that managing better portion so understanding that dynamic can help you ultimately build financial stability, financial wealth, and, um, you know, overall uh, greatness. Um, another lesson that I learned, not from Nick Lober, but this time from Rachel Perkins uh, on her episode, uh, the perks, uh, financial perks, uh, doing things cheap will end up costing you more. Doing things cheap will end up costing you more. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, that's the difference between when we say frugal versus cheap. Frugal is efficient. It's economical. It's prudent. Cheap is cheap. You're trying to get a discount for things that don't need discounts. You're trying to get things. You're going to end up having to pay more if you don't find quality work. Sometimes it's actually frugal to spend more, do more due diligence to get the job done. Because if you buy something cheap and then it ends up breaking over time or it ends up being a bad relationship or it ends up, you know, um, scamming you, it's going to cost you more to make up on the back end. And Rachel puts it, uh, puts it very well on, when I had her on the podcast. She's someone that helps athletes, you know, deal with these things. She's a, a lifestyle management brand management. She does career management, um, helps athletes kind of manage everything off the field so that they can perform and maximize their careers on it. Um, so I really appreciate uh, her giving that uh, insight because it's, it's a lesson that a lot of people confuse between frugal and cheap and, you know, quality over quantity and like investing for a better ROI. Uh, okay, here we go. Last couple. Uh, this one was uh, from Chris Singleton. Chris Singleton's former baseball player now turned speaking uh, speaking uh, professional, professional speaker. And this was a game changer for me as I've increased my uh, speaking engagements over the past uh, year. So he talks about his strategy um, for speaking engagements and how athletes can navigate this space. So when it comes to speaking engagements, you need to have your principle, your story, and how the story, how the principle within the story application. And you do that with the ending quote 
and that's your speaking engagement. Within a speaking engagement, you have that cycle and you do it three times, um, that's a keynote speech. So for him to break it down in like that simple of like a context helped me tremendously as I continue to do speaking engagement. He's someone that's very experienced in the space, is doing it all across the nation, all across the globe actually um, on, a, on a high level. So for athletes, athletes, speaking engagements, oh my goodness. There is a lot of money in that space if you do it right and if you navigate how to be a public speaker. Um, so Chris Singleton does a great job of, you know, kind of breaking down the ins and outs of speaking engagements, how to get into it as an athlete and what you need to do uh, from that standpoint. Um, so I thought it was I thought it was really important that I shared that, you know, as athletes are looking for different additional ways to make income, uh, speaking engagements is one lane that and that can be done. I personally use that principal story application um, at a speaking engagement I did in Vegas, and it it went well. You know, usually I would practice before and like try to figure out ways to, but if you have this strategy and this template, uh, it, 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 it's a game changer for you. Uh, so shout out Chris Singleton. Make sure you guys check out that episode. Uh, last one, Patrick McGinnis. And if you guys remember how I first started a frugal athlete, uh, it was just a blog. You know, on a weekly basis, I would recommend books. I would recommend athletes to use as role models. One of the first books that helped me on this transition was the 10% uh, the 10 Entrepreneur. And it basically talked about how to balance your time as a you know, full-time professional, but also starting something on the side. Patrick McGinnis is the author of that. And I finally had the chance to get him on the podcast. He talks about how FOMO affects money-making decisions, obviously living like the Joneses, you know, fear of missing out on deals, you know, as an athlete, our competitive nature affects us when our money, money decisions. And he talks about FOMO, uh, the fear of missing out. Fun fact, he's actually the one that coined that term. So make sure you guys check out the episode. And he also talks about how every athlete needs a media coach or should require or get one. And I, I, I agree with them. I think the better you're able to be on camera or, you know, communicate, um, the more opportunities that will come your way, not only just on, on TV, but, you know, within the corporate space, within the speaking engagement space, just uh, in general. And um, uh, I, I really agree with that. And I think athletes should definitely consider that. So make sure you guys check out that episode as well. Uh, Patrick McGinnis, um, someone that, you know, someone that I admire, someone I was able to connect with, um, and then kind of go from there. And then last, lastly, Andy Robbins, uh, he's not necessarily in the sports business space, but I had, I was able to get him on the podcast. We got connected by a mutual, uh, friend, mutual contact. And he's someone that's been working in the corporate executive space, uh, for quite some time. So he's familiar with athletes transitioning, you know, pretty well. Um, the ones that have done well, the ones that haven't. And he's also a life coach, um, a life coach, a business coach, and does a lot of good things. He talks about athletes aligning their vision with their mission. So it's your goal versus what you do. How do you align your goals versus what you do? And the athletes that are able to uh, find their purpose within that, aligning your vision and your mission are the ones that are going to be successful, not only just from a money management standpoint, not just only from a career standpoint, but family, uh, social, personal, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical standpoint. And I wanted to end that, that point, that lesson with kind of the culmination of all the lessons that I brought up, um, because I think at the end of the day, when it comes to a frugal athlete, 
that's what it's all about. Clarity, efficiency, and how you can be prudent and maximize your highest level in a fiscally responsible way. So I want you guys to uh, definitely um, stay tuned. Um, 2022 is going to be a great year, um, but I want to wish you guys happy holidays. Those were probably the top lessons that I learned from my wonderful guest over the course of 2021. Um, Thank you so much for each and every one of you guys. Um, every guest that came on the show, I was able to learn a lot. These are just some of the ones that stuck out and stuck with me. Um, so no hard feelings for some of the guests that I had on uh, before. Uh, but 2022, we're going to hopefully continue to make this better. Uh, I know I was rambling a lot, but hopefully this was uh, helpful. If you guys want to check back, I will be listing the, um, the guest names and um, the lessons that I learned from those guests. If you guys want to like search those podcasts as well, but this is the last podcast of 2021. We'll guys see you guys, uh, first week, of, uh, first week of 2022. Thank you guys so much. Uh, much love. If you guys can please, all we ask for this holiday season, leave a review, subscribe, whether you're watching this on YouTube, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever, share with a friend, um leave a rating uh it helps us continue to get better it helps us continue to figure out where's where we need to improve um and that's pretty that's pretty much it so over and out hope you guys enjoy see you guys next year